Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing for pop culture and then we talk about it. I am Sky. And I am Jake. So far. And uh, we're watching uh, Mystic Knights of Tirnano. The Prisoner Prince, episode 38, season one. First impressions? I mean, it's as terrible as the rest of them. <laughs> it has this glimmer of world building that they don't follow through on because they never follow through with anything in this show. Yeah. I mean, I know. So I guess right now we're in like a period of TV where TV is really good. And, like, world building is a thing because Game of Thrones happened, so everyone does that now. True. And this is this is from a different time where it was, uh, it is a children's show, and I know the world building probably wasn't that important to them, but it really would have made this a better show. Well, I would wager that a lot of that uh, comes from it being a children's show, also. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I mean, Adventure Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place came out about this time, and that show was great. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean... <laughs> Like, Adventure Time has all this world building, and Steven Universe, and and even the regular show, and, uh, you know, they, they all have this neat world building, and they're all children's shows, and, uh, I, and I know they're more modern, but it can be done. Yeah. And it, 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 it is not being done in this. <laughs> well, this is a Heim Saban thing, and he, his whole production team is used to slicing the thing together from pre-existing footage and this one's whole cloth so maybe they're a little off their game uh no maybe in the first couple but this is 38 episodes in like they should have a handle on this yeah well they ran out of ideas we've had the same episode for like the last 20 weeks (sighs) i know i just uh i mean just hire a good writer and have a series bible and (laughs) it's hard put put together a show (laughs) You're not the boss of them. I, I know. That's what the problem is. We were like I was 12? busy being 12, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was busy thinking about Austin Powers at this time. <laughs> well, he was shagadelic, if I remember correctly. I think we decided this was 1997. Uh, yeah, I was very distracted by the Star Wars Special Editions at this point. <laughs> nothing, nothing else mattered except that and Austin Powers. I knew this existed and thought little of it. Yeah. But anyway, so the thing starts, and I guess Ka doing over voiceover is going to be a thing now because this is. Uh, yeah, that's the consistency they've gone with. Well, even that like started two episodes ago, and uh, he gives a lead in saying that uh, Ronan and Ivar are hunting wild boar, but they're not using like arrows or whatever. They're just going to shoot it with magic weapons. Uh. Also, this episode would go exactly the same, like, without that narration. Yep. You'd just be like, these two are in the forest, and they see the bad guys. Maybe they owed Barry some extra time on the show, so they <laughs> did this for union rules. Yeah, he's sag after us said he had to be in this episode more. <laughs> uh, so, the two of them wander around, and they find a... Oh, I guess they... Rowan does have a spear. A boar-sticked spear. Excuse me. Ivar just has his trident out. But they find that cave that I'm th- almost positive, the one that Ivar and Angus wandered into to find the fairy. It's just the the cave the with a capital the. Yeah. 
and there's two Tamar troops standing outside of it. So Rowan uses his keen wits to throw a rock to make a noise in a direction. And then the those guys go running after it. It has that same problem where uh, they no were one's clearly good at anything. Well, yeah, but they were clearly filmed like at different times, and you're never, you're not sure where they're at in relation to each other because he doesn't <laughs> throw those rocks very hard. No, he does not. But they seemingly go really far, far enough that those guys would chase after them. Well, the thing you're not remembering is that Rowan is the state champ at softball, so those underhanded lobs he did <laughs> oh. were actually really, really strong. He just doesn't have to try that hard, or he makes it look easy, is what it is. I do forget episode three a lot. <laughs> When the Mystic Knights took on the Tamras in yeah, a round of, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, they got so drunk. See, now that sounds like a good episode. <laughs> Kinda. I think at this point they'd call it Rounders. <laughs> yeah. So they run into this cave that is significantly bigger than it looked from the outside. Like, it <laughs> it should not have this tall a ceiling, but that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> And there's a, a muffled moan of some sort underneath. I think if it was in better or better quality, we'd be able to tell. It just looks like rocks, but it's actually just a blanket. Yeah. And out of nowhere, a Tamra guy comes out with a battle axe. And then the two that got distracted outside come running in. And instead of cutting off the exit of the Mystic Knights, they run past them and into the cave. <laughs> or and instead then... of like attacking them from behind, they just run past them and stand in front. You know, then, like tactics would dictate. And then Ivar and Rowan, like, uh, Rochambeau for who's going to fight them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rowan decides like he'll gets, do it. Who gets the honor to fight them, not who has to fight them. <laughs> like, they're just, they, they're seemingly very bored with fighting these same seven guys over and over again. <laughs> no, like, right, you go. I got you go. I guess I go. You know, if you just stabbed them to death, then you get some new guys to fight. Uh, there's so much uh, not just stabbing to death in everything about this. Yeah, they're at least clang- clanging swords together instead of just kicking. Yeah. And grabbing and swinging. I mean, there is a lot of that, but like, the one with the battle axe tries to cut his legs off, which is nice. And I, so I don't understand the level at which the Tamra troops fear Rowan, because these guys take him on three versus one, but there have been times when whole armies retreated because they see him Yep. (laughs) I have have nothing to add or say. Explain it, Sky. Tell me why. Uh, Ain't nothing but a heartache. Are you going to sing me a song? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, So Rowan kicks them each in the butt and they run out of the cave. And Ivar just stood there watching the whole time. And then they high five and kiss. And they're like, good job. And then they uncover... The person in a blanket, and it's a little boy. Well, maybe not little boy. He's, I don't know, 14? 15? Yeah, give or take. He's a smallish boy. He's got a cape, so you know he's important. Yeah. And he is immediately, um, you know, suspicious of them, which, well, he should be. They He got put in a sack yeah. a moment ago, so these other strange men are here. For purposes and, you don't know. Yeah, and this is a time where you when you should not trust strange men. Yeah. Like, even more so than now. Which brings up my question. This is a prince from a far land. Where are his, like, bodyguards and troops? I, I don't know. Because he... from all everything that we learn about this kid, 
it sounds as though his dad just said, all right, have fun, and then let him leave his nation un- unguarded. Yeah. I don't know. Was this a test of some sort, or does the king actually hate this kid? I think it's that one. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm he, pro- he probably has a, a younger brother who is more capable, more handsome, and stronger. Probably. And the king, it, it's like a Scar Mufasa situation, but the, <laughs> but the king is in on it. Right. That tracks, because this kid kind of is insufferable. Yeah. What's his name? Gam? I never picked it up. I believe his name is Gam. He's never going to come back up, so I didn't see the worth in learning his name. Well, it's Gam. Okay. It's sure. Gam Gam. <laughs> Gam Gam. It's Gam or Gan. It might be Gan. I'm going to call him Tony. Uh, so they bring Tony back to the Kells castle, and King Dad recognizes him immediately. And I guess he's carrying the paperwork saying that he is, in fact, a prince from wherever, and he's here to claim the throne of Tamra. So I guess Queen Mev doesn't... Tamra's not hers, but it is? Because reasons? I, gu- I mean, I guess she took the throne from someone? Well, then why didn't she do that at Kells to start with? Because Kells is stronger than Tamra. No. <laughs> I don't think it is. I mean, they haven't taken it yet. Well, to be fair, yes, they have. And then some weird deus ex machina thing would happen. Oh, well, yeah, that and does happen a lot. They would run away when they could have just stayed and fight. I mean, there were entire episodes where some of the knights wouldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, about 38 of them. <laughs> Uh, but King Dad and uh, Kaha each verify the, the the shit, and the little boy says, Queen Maeve and I are going to share the throne, which yeah, he- to me sounded like he was saying, I'm here to go wed Queen Maeve. <laughs> so, I don't think that's going to go well for you, my man. She's a full-grown woman who's had her first blood. <laughs> By first blood, do you mean she stabbed someone? No, I mean, um, at this time, you probably were thought impure after your first menses. Ah, okay. And she's probably uh, couldn't wear a white dress, if you catch my meaning. Oh, because she's... Because she fucks, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Um, I didn't want to call her a whore, because, you know, if she wants to fuck... Yeah, that's fine. But... uh, (laughs) That's why I phrased it in the way that I did. Yeah, thank you. No problem. I well, at first I thought you meant she was currently on her period, and I was like, "Sky, that's very presumptuous and rude of you." But then I figured out what you were talking about. Uh, I also kind of assumed that the the boy was gonna try to woo Princess Deirdre, and I'm glad it didn't go that way because that would have been real weird. Well, at this point, I still thought it was just a trick from Maeve. Yeah, that not unjustified because there were no guards for this young man. Even when Mav was pretending to be that lady, she had a little outfit of guards. Yeah. The kid's plan is to just march over to Queen Mav and say, give me half of your kingdom. And all of yeah. all of Kells is like, that's a bad idea. And kid. he's like, no, just Torque was mad at me. Maeve will be cool. <laughs> yeah. This will be fine. Uh, apparently word of all of the magic and fighting at Kells and Tamara have been having uh, has not reached outside of the area. <laughs> I mean, who's leaving? I, Ivar sent a guy, right? Maybe. And they could send Aideen. I So all this time, Kells hasn't asked for help from any of its allies? 
I think they talk to Garrett's kingdom. Yeah. And then... Miss um, Garrett. And then uh, Deidre wouldn't marry him, so they didn't come help. <laughs> you know, that's fair. She backed out of the deal. That's on her. Yeah, I don't know why Ivar doesn't send for his kingdom yeah, to I come f- help and end this thing. I've found the chalice. Come here and help me take it so I can go right, home. Right, yeah. End Ugh. this war. We'll take this chalice. We'll take Queen Maeve's castle as a summer home. We'll come visit our friends. It'll be a good time. <laughs> right. King Dad obviously t- doesn't want this plan to come to fruition, so he decides to put the Mystic Knights in charge of the protection of this young lad. And instead of keeping him in the fortified castle where all of the troops are, he says to Rowan, you take him to your hut with no door that is made of hay. And Angus says, but I stay with Rowan. <laughs> and so they he he gets to sleep in Ivar's room. Right. In the which castle. Which he's excited about. Yeah. But he even says, ah, this, the castle, I could get used to that. They don't let him stay in the castle. He's not out with Rowan by choice. They don't let him stay there. Yeah, I guess that's true. It sucks. Uh, but then when they cut to the hut and they're sleeping, the little boy's sleeping on the ground. So either, <laughs> either Angus sleeps on the ground regularly right next to Rowan or uh, there's just an empty bed. I think he had a bed. I thought he did too. Or maybe he took it with him when he, he gathered <laughs> his he stuff. Mo- he moved it into Angus's room. They got bunk beds now. <laughs> Ivar's room. Ivar's room, sorry. Yeah. I I I don't know. So Tony and Rowan are, are in the hut and uh he's just being a little shit. He's just like rummaging through Rowan's things and he's asking for something to do. It's like there ain't no Game Boys, dude. What'd you think was gonna happen? Why didn't you borrow a book or something? Right? There's a fire. That's probably the most entertaining thing anyone has at this point yeah if there's a fire i immediately become obsessed with tending to it well you have a problem that's true but also it's helpful for everyone else so at some point tony sees the sword of kells which is not in its sheath which i find odd because i know he has one for it yeah but you want to look at it i mean if you got something neat you lean it next to your bed so you can look at it (laughs) yeah but roan's not looking at it he's on his back looking straight up yeah, for right now, but whenever he wants to look at it, he just glances over and he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. that's mine. Yeah, I so- thought a skeleton made of ice for that. <laughs> he did. Or something. I saw it. But but Tony wanders over to it and just gets all handsy with it and says, now that's a sword. And Rowan becomes immediately protective of his magic sword like he finally is, apparently. I mean, you don't want someone unskilled waving a magic fire sword around your straw hut. Well, my whole, I was under the impression that only the knights could use these weapons. That's why none of the bad guys used them ever, which made sense to me. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I mean, yes, it's a it's a, a an edged weapon, but like I assumed that the magic could only be accessed by one of them. Otherwise, why, what's stopping this kid from just yelling fire within me and becoming the Mystic Knight? If it's all in the sword. Uh, he doesn't know the saying? I guess. Um, but yeah, Rowan chastises him saying that it's a mystic weapon. You're going to fucking hurt yourself. And then the kid complains enough to the point where Rowan stands up to show him the magic. And he shoots fire into the fire. 
And there's actually like a, a plume of dragon or something? Yeah. Which is not a thing we've seen before, I don't think. The, uh, the phoenix that lives in there. <laughs> it's got a phoenix feather core is what it is. But that's enough to placate that child. And he's like, all right, off to bed. Yeah. Yeah, he's very jealous of the sword. So Rowan tells him to go to sleep. And he does. And I was like, there's no way this kid isn't stealing the sword. And then when it cuts to morning, the kid stole the sword and ran off. I, uh, at that point, I was like, well, maybe he is working for Mav. And then I was like, well, why wouldn't he just slit Rowan's throat in his sleep then? (laughs) That's true. And why wouldn't he also take the shield? I guess his plan isn't to murder Mav. He's, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) So... Rowan sees that his sword is d- gone, and he's like, ah, god damn it. So he runs over to the castle where Ivar and Angus are arguing because Ivar snores, and Angus doesn't appreciate it. But he does smell bad, which Ivar points out. Yeah. And he makes him smell him. <laughs> yep. So Deirdre comes out and kind of pokes the fire a little bit between the two of them while Rowan runs comes up and yells about how he doesn't have a sword anymore. I already checked the castle and it's not here and the boy is gone. And Ivar right away says, I was afraid of this. Oh, you saw this coming? You saw it coming? Why didn't you fucking say anything, Ivar? (laughs) It's not his kingdom. It's not his place. (laughs) Well, sometimes when he's written, it's not a problem for him to say whatever he's thinking. He's like, yeah, that little boy told us he was going to go see Maeve. Uh... So they divide up into teams. Deirdre's going to go with Rowan, and Ivar and Angus are going to go look other places for him. And it seemed like out of context, Rowan says, like a donkey, and then makes donkey sounds. And I realized, oh, that's him talking about Ivar snoring. Oh. It just seemed super weird and out of place because there was no buildup to it. I also didn't understand it. I I actually rewound to actually understand what was happening because like that came out of nowhere (laughs) i did not care enough (laughs) well it perplexed me to the point where i had to do something about it because it just i couldn't i couldn't move on it is it is frustratingly hard to sit through this for 20 minutes without looking at your phone (laughs) i would pick up my phone a lot and have to like consciously say no put it down you need to pay attention to this so you can talk about it but the internet has has X-Men and, and Power Rangers and, and boobs and, and, and stuff. Literally anything else. Just videos of dogs. <laughs> I, I recently saw a dog uh, on a skateboard chasing a boy on a skateboard, and it is the most delightful thing. <laughs> That's what the internet's for. I once held a skateboard and pretended I could use it. I know we had that photo shoot at the skateboard. Yeah, I fell down real hard on my elbow. We all did. And then quit right after. <laughs> and then stood there for the remaining half hour we were there. Yeah. I had a play later that night. I would have been in so much <laughs> trouble if I had broken my wrist. <laughs> had to be in this period piece with a fucking cast on. <laughs> Could dress it up. Yeah. Have it bound in leaves. Look. Put, put some put some of those ruffly neck things on that. It'll look old fashioned. <laughs> or your character could have worn like gauntlets for dueling. <laughs> I forget which period that was. Was uh, that a Shakespeare one, or was that a... No, I think it was the Little Foxes, so it was like the early 1900s yeah. situation. Uh, Falconer's Glove. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. Suddenly, suddenly Oscar is a falconer. 
<laughs> Tell me he's not. Prove that he's not. I mean, they're rich folk in that place, so, yeah. you know, they could have falcons. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't they? That's what this show needs is more falcons. That's true. Bringing it back to the show. I feel like Torque had a bird. Did Torque have a bird? He looks like he did. I think he did. Uh, so we cut over to Castle Tamra, where Mev is yelling. Because uh, apparently Torque has his spies out looking for the kid, and she knows that the kid is there to take her throne. Um, then she should also know that he's one unarmed child. I mean, he's armed yeah. now, but she didn't know that. Just murder him on sight. What was the circumstances in which they had him captured? Yeah. So they knew he was coming, so they put him in a cave? I guess. But I I have... This doesn't make any fucking sense. Were there four guards, and they captured him, and they hid him in that cave while one of them went to tell Tork what was going on? No, because the kid says Tork got him. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yep, moving on. Um, so, Torque just says that the kid's coming here, and he wants to trade the sword of Kells or whatever for you, for, you the, for the throne. And here, here is my major thing, or one of my other complaints about this kid. <laughs> just your one. Yeah, so say you are fresh to the realm of Tamra. You haven't been there before, I'm assuming, because you're a child. And you're going to decide that you're going to rule. And you set one foot into the castle and see how dark and full of skulls this place is. <laughs> Are you going to think that, yeah, I can definitely reason with this person? Yeah, because you're fucking stupid. All right. Cool. I'm just... I, I'm just saying that this kid deserves it. <laughs> oh, I'm getting he I uh, Not to get too far ahead, but... The first thing he says later when he sits down on the throne is how he's going to have a different one made. So he's already redecorating. <laughs> Indeed. So, you know how all those other times where Rowan's just lost his sword or threw it away or yeah. whatever. Mav really wants the sword now. And luckily the kid's carrying it. And he's doing what I would be doing while walking through the woods with a sword. He's just kind of waving it around at trees and stuff. Which, I, yeah, I get it. But Ivar and Angus run into him right away, and they're like, hey, you totally stole that magic sword that does not belong to you. Maybe give it back, because where you're going is going to end in you getting murdered or imprisoned. Probably both. Yeah, but when you get in that prison, they'll just lean that sword up against the wall right inside the <laughs> prison. So <laughs> That's true. And then, while they're having this little discussion, Torque and, I don't know, seven guards uh, materialize out of nothing. Because there's no way, as they are facing the direction where they are, they could not have not noticed these men in black and purple and a horse. Um, and then the, Tony yells at Torque saying, I don't trust you. Like, no shit, dude. But then he does exactly what he should do and unleashes the sword and like starts just whipping fire around. Yeah, he's... He's simultaneously very bad at it and better than it uh, than Rowan is because he shoots right. multiple blasts in one. Yeah. Instead of doing one at a time, he just waves it around, casting fire in every direction. But don't worry, none of the forest caught fire, and nobody <laughs> was hit by the blast. I was going to say, somehow it didn't hit the trees or the people. <laughs> He's very, both better and bad. I don't, 
nothing in the show is consistent in any way, uh, except for the knights not using their weapons to fight. I think Angus straight up drops his mace. <laughs> it seems about right. Because I'm pretty sure he's not using it in this fight at all. He just does the the matador waving around and tripping dudes as they pass. Yeah, he's 100% not holding it when they're fighting. So I don't know what happened to it, but he doesn't have he, it. He gets a stick somewhere along the line. Yeah, and none of these fuckers pick up the mace. I'm so mad at that fact. Right, they just learned they, that anyone can use the uh, yeah. mystic weapons. This little shit just used it. And I was going to say maybe it's a pure heart thing, but he stole that sword. So that can't be the truth. Yeah, but case. he stole it for a good reason, Sky. Did he, though? He also <laughs> lied about having it. Like He told Angus and Ivar that he's just borrowing it and he's going to give it back when he fully intends to give it to Maeve. <laughs> stupid little shit. So as he leaves uh, Angus and Ivar to die, <laughs> he decides that he's a little peckish and he stops at this man's hut to d- or restaurant. I don't know what this is. Uh, for food and drink. And I assumed that this man was uh, uh, going to be a problem because he notices the sword. And he's like, that's a pretty nice sword. Yeah, but instead he's just a friendly barkeep. The kid tells this man his plan about how he's going to, you know, go make peace with Tamra. And he's like, no, that's not going to work. He's like, yeah, I think I think you're right. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> So he goes to go grab more milk for this child that he's going to let wander off to Tamra, possibly. And instead he goes and uh, gets Rowan and Deirdre. But in the interim, we cut back over to Ivar and Angus, who have decided they've had enough fisticuffs and start whipping magic at the troops, finally. Yeah. And by whipping, like, just one blast, they fall down and they're done. Well, Ivar throws, like, two rocks. Well, he likes, yeah, he spins his thing, but it's not, it's not that exciting. <laughs> yeah. So even though they just, they fought for like five minutes, all of a sudden, now that the knights remembered that they can use magic, the troops say aloud, oh, they have mystic weapons. We can't fight mystic weapons. You were just doing it. You weren't doing great at it, but there's more of you. Yeah. Just get Stop in. Stop doing like- one at a time. Just tackle them. Right, t- just step around the lightning blast and stab. <laughs> or huck a spear. Throw a rock. <laughs> That's what Angus does. Not well. Uh, so, Torque doesn't want to get blasted with electricity, so he bails also. Luckily, he's always sitting high up on that horse, so he never gets hurt. That's true. He's on his high horse, guy. You'd think that he's the highest point, so lightning would be more attracted to him. You'd but, think so. But nope. That's not how magic lightning do. No, well, and it comes from lower than him, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Physics don't matter. Nah. So we jump back over to the man's hut, and Rowan and Deirdre are there to yell at this kid. And he's he had the foresight to hide the sword in the time yeah. that man was gone. Rowan decides it has to be here somewhere, and he just looks around a little bit. Uh, he's completely right. As we find out later, this kid just buried it under the table. <laughs> they probably just, if they had taken a second to look at this kid's hands, they'd be like, oh, he must have buried it. And then, <sighs> whatever. 
It, 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 they bring him back to the to the throne room where King Dad gives them a dressing down, saying that he holds each of them of or a, he holds each of them responsible for the kid getting away. You had the idea that he was going to stay outside of the castle. If you just kept him there, there would have been a lot more people to sneak past instead of one man who was asleep. Or just chain him to something. Yeah, I mean, that's probably not how they want to do things with a, with a royalty. But he's a kid. What are you going to do? Yeah, who's he's he He's apparently tell? suicidal. <laughs> King Dad also decides this kid is not his problem. So he puts them in charge of him again, and then everybody but Angus bails with some excuse. Yeah, he says one at all times he has to be with one of the Mystic Knights. Yeah. Which worked great last time. Right. <laughs> he he was with the Mystic Knight when he got away last time, if you recall, sir. Yep. And now he's with the dumbest one. Unfortunately. By unfortunately, I mean unfortunately Angus is dumb. I, I wish that he wasn't. <laughs> I think I like him the most. Uh, I think I do too. Him or I think he, I think he might be the one of the better actors in the show, who's just doing the best with what he's given. That is completely true. Uh, Tony tells Angus that he knows a little bit about magic because the his druid taught him some, and Angus is apparently very into magic. I think I mean, that might be canon with his character because he does enjoy futzing about with powders. He he yeah he does always like. He's always messing about in the, the wizard keep. So Angus is talked into leading him up to the the wizard keep. Really didn't take that much prodding. Luckily, Kahad's off on one of his many, many herb runs. <laughs> that makes it sound like he's getting high in the basement. I don't know that he's not. <laughs> um, so Tony immediately recognizes all of the ingredients he needs as they were laid out on the table already. And <laughs> the he... various glitters. <laughs> yep, he sprinkles them together and then pours some moonshine on it. And he's made some sort of red concoction with sparkles. And that lets him phase his hand into stone walls. Yeah, it's it's his kitty pride potion. <laughs> yeah, and apparently he wasn't lying about this. He does know a bit about magic. I would have assumed that as he put his hand in the thing, there was still a lot left because he didn't even seem to have it on his hand. Right. I I didn't think that Angus would have to make more, but he does. Well, he couldn't make a mess if he didn't have to make more. That's true. He saw the amounts and the technique that Tony was using to make this thing, and he disregards that completely, just slaps everything in there. He The way he pours things, like, what is wrong with it? What... There is There's, no. He's a thief. He should have fine motor control. <laughs> yeah. He does he has he has Bell's palsy, so he shakes as he pours things. But only when he's fiddling with magic stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he has some allergic reaction to magic when he's too <laughs> close to it. He gets all shaky and weird. Yeah. So he just slams all these ingredients together and then mixes it too hard and then puts mixes his hand it in there too hard. That's exactly how you would describe how he mixes it. (laughs) And then he goes to the wall and he glues his hand to it because apparently this potion is good for an ever-present sticking charm. And also, if you use a little bit less and stir a little bit more gently, it's a phase-through-the-wall potion. So, was this 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 little boy's plan? Like, how did he he know 
Angus was bad at mixing magic together and would fuck this up in this. I mean, I guess maybe he knew, like, if you do this spell wrong, it has this effect. Could be. Or maybe he was going to do a different spell if this one didn't work. Or maybe he was going to shoot Angus in the head. (laughs) And this worked out better. Well, he did put down his mace. So maybe he was going to clobber him with that and run off. And he was like, I guess I don't have to kill anyone. So I'll just scoot. This is like Luke's plan at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, where if it hadn't worked out exactly like it had, it wouldn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. Any number of things could have gone wrong. Yeah. Angus is glued to the wall, and the kid decides to leave. He doesn't take the mace, and he just walks off to Tamra. Because that, as we all know, is a thing that is not hard to do. Yeah. You can probably see it out that window. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So Kahad comes back and he asks Angus, why are you glued to the wall? <laughs> and Angus says, oh, I'm holding it up. What do you think happened? He has nothing to go on. He doesn't know. So Kahad says, why are you playing with my potions? And Angus says, kind of rudely, just get me out of this mess. Also, that's a dumb question. He's always in here playing with your potions. <laughs> yeah, every time you leave the house for herbs. Remember that time you tried to steal his wish and you just let him play in your potions? <laughs> <laughs> or that time where you made him float and tried to break his ankles? Yeah. Which may have been the same episode? No, it wasn't. It's hard to say. I mean, uh, yes, they're all the same episode. Yeah. Uh, Kahad grabs some powder and hucks it on him, and it burns him a little bit. <sighs> Excuse me. It burns him a little bit, and but he is released from the wall, and he takes off and does a cartoon take where he looks both ways and runs. Yeah. Apparently, he doesn't want to admit that he let the kid escape. Well, he doesn't want King Dad to yell at him. That seems scary. (laughs) Sure, but also, he has no problems with just fucking off and living somewhere else. (laughs) That's true. I don't know. The motivations are askew. Yell at me again, old man, and I'm out of (laughs) here. Make fun of me 13 or 14 more times, and I might think about leaving. (laughs) Uh, So we cut over to Tamara. And Prince Tony uh, is announced in, and the guard who announced him is like, I'm an old guard who remembers the, the treaty that you made with your your dad made. You will have a right to this throne. It's his grandfather. Sure. His grandfather made some treaty. Okay. Uh, he, he mentions that earlier, that some of the old people in the kingdom will remember his grandfather, and then this guy did. Right. Um, so why is this very, very old man a guard? Because everyone else has been murdered. We know that's not true. They only get kicked in the butt. Oh, no. When they when they come back uh, retreating, Maeve murders them okay. on their way back in. That's fair. That's why she needed replacement troops. Right. Queen Mav does some weird, like, complimenting, which made me think that maybe they were going to go into the let's get married thing. Um, but she does say that she's amenable to some sort of thing where we can share the throne. And the little boy says, yeah, I knew you'd be cool. Yeah. And she demands the Sword of Kells. Did they know that Kells and Tamara are at war? That's a good question. I, uh, Like his, his dad when he sent him there? Yeah. I don't know. Because that would say more to him being led to the slaughter by his father or... <laughs> Uh, you know, 
what the overall plan was because he did go to Kells first and he met the Kells people and they were nice and he was a douche. Uh, and they warned him to not go here and then he saw all the skulls as he walked in. So this kid is just like, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of ideas, most of them about redecorating. <laughs> uh, and then he tells them where the sword is. Uh, Mav calls Torque and then they put this kid in a cell. It's behind a giant red rock. They knew exactly which red rock. Well, he says where it is. Yeah, I just I guess there's only the one big red rock. Sure. St. Arizona. Yeah. Is this riveting uh riveting um uh geological survey? <laughs> I was going to make fun of the show, but uh, oh. and it, it's content. Riveting content is what ah. I was going to say. It's making you so sleepy. <laughs> Yeah, and my overall yawning predilection. You don't have enough oxygen because you're always sighing. I don't have enough oxygen because I have a deviated septum. Oh, the sighing doesn't help, though. Well, the sighing is because they don't have enough oxygen, so I breathe harder. Well, I thought the sighing was just because of your melancholy attitude. I mean, it's not not because of that. (laughs) Uh, It's just a contributing factor. (laughs) So this time in the act break, we do see a bumper, and it is a snowboard person, not like last time who had skis. Wait, did we? Yeah. Hold on. Thirteen fifty-two. Has a little has a Hold little on. snowboard man. I'm at I'm at thirteen fifty-four. Oh. Oh wait, now I went back. Now I went back like ten seconds. Get your shit together, Senesac. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now he's being led away to slaughter. No, he's oh, being oh, led to be imprisoned. That is. That is. So fast, but you are correct. <laughs> That's literally a blink and you miss it. That's like less than a second of snowboarding. Oh. I can't believe you caught that. I did not. Really? I noticed it very easily. Oh. I was probably just looking around waiting for you to move on to the next point or finish what you were saying or something. Good for you. So King Dad is yelling at the knights again, saying, how can this one boy give you so much trouble? Got away Appar- again. Apparently, he's never seen the movie Dennis the Menace starring Yeah, or Home Alone. Yeah. So, yeah, that kid definitely got captured by Maeve, and they're going to kill him or whatever. And I don't know why anybody cares at this point. Yeah, that's true. Just let him... I mean, do they have, like, a loose treaty that will crumble if he dies? I don't think so, because that treaty is with Tamara. Yeah. I mean, they were treating him nice, but also, he's not their responsibility, other than he's just a shitty little kid that they don't want to see murdered or imprisoned or whatever. So at this point, they can just be done. Yeah. Except Rowan's sword is still missing. Yeah, we'll get some brunch and then go find your fucking sword, man. Yeah. You know you know uh you know a little uh fairy fellow who probably knows where it's at. Yeah. I mean he's probably you gonna give you a bunch of shit for losing it again, as he has yeah. before. But he might help. But then you just remind him who rescued him when he got kidnapped. Yeah. Um so they're hatching a plan to break into Castle Tamra like they needed one before. Right, well, they doubled the guards, which means they have two guards now. Right, which is also a thing that they did before, and it wasn't a problem. <laughs> yeah. And Angus says, well, if we get some, some uniforms of the of the troops. And Deirdre has the, the lady balls to say, we already did that. Mav can't be tricked more than once with a thing. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. Yeah, you've never tried it twice. Like, the sheer chutzpah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like the word chutzpah. I know. So we we cut back to Tamra, and apparently her troops, uh, or Queen Mav's troops, have searched all of the ravine or whatever, and it wasn't by the big rock. And she yells at, at Tony for yelling or for lying to her. And Tony says, "Yeah, you also lied to me, though, so I made the right call." You don't look like someone I can trust. Maybe it's your makeup. Maybe it was all the skulls. And all the people <laughs> saying that you're evil on the way here. The fact that you live in a haunted house is a dead giveaway, <laughs> ma'am. Here's the thing. Heroes have primary colors, and you're purple. Yeah. You can tell and by your green. guards how your guards have spooky helmets. Yeah. You know they're spooky because you can't see all of their face. Yeah. Makes it okay to shoot them. <laughs> don't believe me? Look at Star Wars. None of the rebels have masks. All of the bad guys do. That's true. Until I was like 14, I didn't know that stormtroopers were people. I thought they were robots. Well, that's because you're a stupid bitch. And also they were killed mercilessly and nobody ever addressed that. Uh, So they made them robots so the Jedi weren't just slaughtering people in the prequels. That's right. I mean, they didn't make the stormtroopers robots. They made them fight robots. Anyway. You, could, you couldn't fit a people inside of those robots. No. But well, maybe did the I d- tiny people that put the thing in C-3PO said? I don't know what species he is. Oh, Babu Frick? Yeah, that one. Yeah, he's, he's just, he's just, a, just little a little guy. He's like um, one of the men in black aliens that live inside of your face. Yeah. You know how he shows up at the end of that movie? Just in that Y-Wing cockpit and says, hey, hey! I don't, but I believe you. Oh, he does. You probably haven't watched it today like I have. Right. Um, it's been, I haven't seen it since it was theaters. Oh, I've literally watched it today. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was hyperbole, but it could have gone either way. <laughs> nope. Um, just uh, Steven Spielberg watched the first cut of that, and he, uh, I guess he looked at J.J. Abrams, and he was like, you got to make sure we know that Babu Frick is okay. <laughs> and so they took, like, uh, they edited him in there after the fact, because Steven Spielberg uh, knew everyone would love him. That's That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's neat. I watched a video of a, a of a, a woman who purchased a porg stuffed animal, and she drove like fifty miles to a target somewhere else. And then when she picked it up, it was a porg that was roughly four feet tall, and <laughs> like three feet wide. And she, when she took it, she was actually so happy she was crying. It was adorable. <laughs> then it didn't fit in the car because she went there with four people. And she's uh, like, there's yeah. no space. So she shoved it in her spot in the SUV. And everybody was like, you're not going to fit. She's like, no, I'll fit. And then she scooched into it. Remember the time I won that TV at prom or post-prom and we had to do that? <laughs> we did, I like, remember you winning that TV. I don't remember the trip home, but I believe you. In that I happened. feel like we luckily had my mom's Durango, so we were able to like squish around it. That sounds right. Because that was that big-ass TV. Yeah. TVs it was weren't like, flat back in our day, yeah, kids. It was like just at the end of TVs being too big. <laughs> yep. We are probably like and three it, or four years from them being like, hey, here's a flat screen. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think the screen itself was flat. I think it still had a little bit of a curve to it. Yeah, and had glass. <laughs> yeah, so it was extremely heavy. <laughs> yep. Uh, man, remember when you could shoot a Nerf dart at a TV without damaging the screen? Yeah. Good times. Now it now it just goes weird and green. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, we're doing a thing. So <laughs> Queen Mav yells at the little boy, and then the guard from earlier who recognized him puts aside his halberd 
and freeze the freeze Tony. Yeah, because he's like, I remember your grandpa. You shouldn't be in a cage like a common ferret. (laughs) So he unlocks the thing and lets the kid out. And then he points at the throne. He's like, there's the throne. It does not look like a throne. First of all, it's not at the head of the room. And it looks more like like, a toilet, like a fainting couch. Yeah. Um, It it looks like a fancy toilet to me. Yeah. Yeah. There's not even really a back to it. No. It's a really shitty throne. No wonder he wants to get rid of it. Yeah, that's but, that's when he says, I'm getting this kind of throne. Yeah, and Queen Mav left her, 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 her the Havoc staff there. Why? Does no- she's, she's stupid. I, I know, but we learned that this was all pre premeditated. Because old man asks the little boy where the sword is, and he's like, I buried it on... Uh, at the the place I was at the bar, the little boy even looks at, and points at him. He says, "You, I trust." Yeah, and not two seconds later, the old man betrays him because Queen Mav comes back and he's like, "Oh, it's buried here." And the little boy is shocked that the the, the castle full of traitors traitored him. <laughs> he says, "The fuck!" And, Come on, dude. And then he grabs the havoc staff, which I don't know that he knew was magic, and shoots lightning with it. And creates yeah, a monster. The, he does the same thing he did with the sword. <laughs> just starts whipping it around, shooting stuff. Yeah, and even though he just created an awesome monster with it, he fucking drops it and runs away. Like an imbecile. So because we need to fill time, uh, Mav tells Torque to get the staff, and it takes him like six minutes to do. Yeah, well, he's scared of that monster. It could stomp on him. Yeah, that's what he says, but... Like, he doesn't even, like, recoil when fires breathed at him. That's true. The dragon has three heads and and wings, I think. Yeah, they're not three matching heads. It's, like, three weird... It's a chimera made up of different monsters, I think. Um, It's a sin against nature is what it is. Yeah, even Matt called it a monstrosity. This does take a really long time for him to get this stuff. Yeah, they had a lot of time to fill. <laughs> so eventually he gets it, and then Queen Mav shoots green at it and yells, You're you're in my house. Um <laughs> so it stops throwing a fuss. And she directs it to go murder a child or whatever. Um I don't, sort. I don't know if it's uh because of the quality, but right here she's like looking up at it and it really looks like she's cross eyed. <laughs> Uh, in the close-up, and I think it's just the like quality, and because she's looking up in the angle of the camera, but it's really funny. Yeah, it's probably a mixture of those things. Yeah. Uh, so the next, like, we cut and to the very next scene where the dragon is just already in that, like, there's no travel time. It's just there, exactly where the sword is, and it's- Tony is just pinned against a, a hut, yelling for help. And it seems to have done all that it's going to do because why would it pin him against that hut and then not just kill him? Yeah, or like breathe fire at him or something. But instead it's just like hovering in front of him while he screams. Yeah. Like there's no reason that monster would toy with him. Right. It didn't even have a mind four seconds ago. (laughs) Yeah. Just Uh, a brainless creation. Yeah. So Rowan runs over and moves the kid away. 
while the other knights become their mystic forms 1751 in. Yep. Of a 20-minute show. I don't think there's like a shortcut of their transformation, so we get the whole thing like we always do. Uh, the dragon like at that point's... They gotta fill time. That's yeah. why we get the whole thing. Well, I, I, yeah. There's no short version of it, though. So, the dragon at that point decides, or remembers, that it can shoot fire and stuff. So he shoots a bunch of fireworks at the ground, and the knights are like, oh no! And the little boy tells Rowan where to get the sword, and Torque's there too, all of a sudden. These fuckers could just materialize. Um, and with very little effort, Rowan kicks it out of his hand. Yeah. And the little boy grabs it again. And instead of doing anything to kill Torque, he just throws it to Rowan. Who we know will not kill Torque. Right. He may not even use the fire part or do anything productive. And then there's a scene that they, or a shot that they probably thought was really neat where they sword clash and then lean into like the fire. I couldn't decide if they were leaning into a fire that was already there or if he was making fire with his sword. It's impossible to tell. Because the sword's not on fire in the next shot. And there's no you can't see any fire in the rest of the, the scene. Yep. So there's more sword slack and or smacking together and yelling and kicking. They're so evenly matched. <laughs> and eventually Torque runs away. And then outside the fucking Mystic Knights are doing what they do best. Standing in a small line looking at the thing that they, they're not fighting. Yep. But they do get exploded and then uh Deirdre's forced to like expose her entire ass to the camera because <laughs> her armor doesn't have pants if you remember yeah but she, like they they stand back up and deirdre says oh rowan's got the sword great now he can do one shot at the monster and it'll go away yep well if they all do it together it's like the ghostbusters you need all four beams yeah and then rowan remembers that mystic knights always have to just stand in a line yeah <laughs> well sure how else will you taste the Sword of Kells if not in a line? Yeah. I just, I don't remember the last time we saw them not standing in a line. They they don't do that, is why you don't remember it. They've uh, never done that. That's I suppose that's true. Um, they were the Mystic Knights for almost the longest they've been in quite some time. It's It was almost two solid minutes. <laughs> yep. Almost. And then, you know how every other monster has been defeated by shooting it with the exact same shooting that didn't work the first time? Well, it works this time. Who'd have thunk it? And the monster explodes. Hooray! And then there's the denouement. Uh, so it's later that day or the next day or something. And Cod Could be three is, weeks later. Who knows? Cod's talking to the little boy. And he realizes that Kells is where the good guys live. So he, he realizes that approaching Maeve with weapons was a bad idea. And then he has another inkling to try a different way. And the knights are like, yeah, not it. Yeah. And King Dad comes in to say, nah, I'm shipping this kid back home. Fuck him. He, is, he he said, I got, like, a letter, and you have the rights to a different kingdom now. Yeah, that's a so, thing that happened. Yeah, so his dad went and picked him a different kingdom that I guess someone already owns, and he will be able to just walk into and be like, I'm sharing this with you. Yeah, or his dad just conquered another realm, and all of so. these people will hate him, just <laughs> like we do. But that's how it ends with them finally being able to ship this kid back home without having to worry about him. He's not your kid. He doesn't have any implication to your your realm. He's literally a child you found in a cave. 
yeah, he's definitely 100% gonna get murdered on his way there. Because he ain't yeah. got no common sense. And also is going without guards? Like, Kel's gonna ship him off with some guards? I don't think so. You need like, them. They're all ghosts. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> You're really sticking by your their ghosts yep. theory, and I like it. <laughs> You're gonna have to take a brick out of the wall and send him with a brick. <laughs> but that's how it ends. Jake. Yes. What was the most turtlerific part? Mm, the most turtlerific part was... I mean, I guess I like the part where the little boy did what you should do if you're a little boy who doesn't know what's going on and pick up that sword and start just shooting fire randomly, <laughs> even though it was ineffective. Or ineffective um, you know, at least that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I'm really mad that he was able to do that, though. He shouldn't have been <laughs> able to use it. Yeah. Well, maybe he knew where the on button was. <laughs> he he read the book. Is maybe that how the- it works? I don't know. Maybe because he's has the adeptness uh, to magic. That's why those magic items reacted to him. Could be. You know, maybe Kahad could do the same thing, but like King Dad couldn't. Maybe we'll find out. We won't. <laughs> Probably not. There's only 12 more. We won't. Well, honestly, at the rate at which these fuckers lose their weapons, I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody <laughs> well, yeah. else picks it, that's... has another chance to pick it up and use it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they always pick it up and toss it to the person that uses it. Yeah. But honestly, after they dropped it six times, maybe you just keep it and use it. <laughs> Clearly, they can't be trusted. Yeah, you guys aren't good at this. Uh, Scott, what did, what did you think was the turtlerific part of this episode? I think it's pretty turtlerific that King Dad wrote a letter to his, this kid's dad saying, he can't handle this. He's you You get him an island with no one on it. He can be king there. <laughs> And he did. I mean, that there are worse fates than just being a king of your own island. That's true. Man, I would love having my own island. With monkey butlers? More like monkey indentured servants. <laughs> so you'd let them go when their servitude was up. Right, but any monkeys born into the uh, you know into it have to stay until they've worked and earned their their freedom, like a house elf. Yeah. So once I present them with clothes, they can leave. Wait, you wouldn't dress your... No, their monkey. uniforms don't count as clothes. Those oh, are uniforms. okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't get, take you for that sort of indecent man who would have a naked monkey butler. No, they would have bow ties, at the very least. Yeah. What well, at first, but he'll train others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's you the just, most likable <laughs> or effective character? Is the man who ran that uh, restaurant? I don't... I think it was a restaurant, but it also could have just been his house. He, uh, when he says where he buried it, I, he might... He may either say a location or it could be the name of the restaurant. I don't remember what it was. I don't either, but I know he calls it something. And that's how they that Torque knows where to go. Because he says, I hid it under the table at. At what point has Torque not known where to go? Uh, that's true. <laughs> that dude's got spies everywhere for some reason. He's got uh, so many little hunchback men. Narrative convenience, I think, is the reason. You mostly. I'm going to say that the most likable or effective character was Angus, because <clears throat> his acting was the best, and he seemed genuinely excited to futz about with magic powders. So, until he I got the shakes it. and he couldn't pour anything. <laughs> He's like a dog who <laughs> is yeah. getting fed. He's just too excited <laughs> and it goes everywhere. And then he eats too fast and he gets sick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> been there yeah 
That's why you got to put rocks in the bowl. They'll slow down because there's rocks yeah, in the bowl. Yeah, that's it. Not like a big rock. They got to eat around it. Oh, a big rock. I was yeah. thinking like pebbles. No, not like gravel. Like, That'll... Yeah. I was like, no, the dog will eat that. <laughs> no, if you put it in like a potato-sized rock, they'll have to eat around it. They'll yeah, that makes down. sense. Yeah. With, they make bowls for that too, you know. Yeah. And rocks are free. And I already have a bowl. Are you feeding your dog out of a regular bowl? <laughs> Straight dogs, yeah. I mean, you're not using it for your soup, so. <laughs> I told you, I don't eat out of hemispheres. Hey, were we already recording when we talked about soup? Or I don't remember. <laughs> Me either. This may or may not be a callback. <laughs> It'll certainly be weird. So, Jake, <laughs> uh, what'd you do for a pop culture palate cleanse? Ooh, uh, let's see, Sky. What did I do for a pop culture palette class are That's you stalling rem- by time yeah because well i remember but um uh, but it takes a lot of brain power to talk that slow <laughs> so it doesn't <laughs> doesn't work very counterproductive then eh it sure is um well first i spent the week editing um the play that i recorded with the children from the school so uh that was boring <laughs> but it was something different um like i said i watched uh i watched most of the rise of skywalker this morning but i watched part of it last night um because i started it too late and it got bedtime but uh still holds up still good movie um it's the only star wars movie i believe where two black people talk to each other so that's (laughs) fine i believe that's because there's only three black people in the universe no sky there are three in that movie alone and then there's mace windu oh it's four in that universe four yeah uh unless you count kid fisto he's coded as black i think um because he has tentacles on his head yeah i don't know okay sure oh no there's a a zabrak fellow who's also uh at least brown skin tone yeah i uh yeah he's also a Um, jedi council member question mark yes eve cough i think is his name sure didn't he get cut down by palpatine in that confrontation where Uh, everyone else died i believe so um uh, <laughs> Oh, also, you know at the end of that movie, uh you know how Ray dies. It was spoiler alert, I suppose, if you um haven't seen The Rise of Skywalker. But also if you <laughs> listen to this podcast, I've already spoiled it several other episodes where I talk about it every episode. <laughs> but you know how Ray dies and then Ben comes back and he like does the baby Yoda thing and brings her back to life? Yes. He's he's real lucky that she didn't learn that disappear when you die trick that all the other Jedi seem to know because he wouldn't have had that chance. Well, maybe it takes a minute to set in because Leia's ha- body was hanging out for a long time. That's true. It happens real quick for Ben, though, and it, it happens pretty quick for Yoda. Well, they had completed their purpose. That's true. Ben ha- Ray had to stay alive so um, Ben could bring her back. It's like Casper. <laughs> she- yep. Just like Casper. Just like Casper. That was the first thing I said when we walked out of the theater. I was like, that was just like Casper. <laughs> My favorite was the fat ghost. <laughs> is that Palpatine? Go- no, his name is Fatso. Okay. He's Casper's uncle. <laughs> um, uh, also, um, Katie and I have been watching uh, Mindy Kaling's other newer show, uh, her second to newest show, um, uh, four weddings and a funeral, which is based on the the movie from the nineties, and it's uh it's just a it's like a romantic comedy miniseries 
situation. It's all right. Good. <laughs> you hyped it up real good, Jake. I mean, I like it. It's not as good as the other show we watched, the Never Have I Ever, um, but it's also completely different. So I, <laughs> I don't know that you'd like it. It has Indian people in it, though, and you like to fetishize that. So I don't think that's maybe. true. I don't know why I, you keep saying is, that. Because it keeps upsetting you. <laughs> <laughs> I dated a woman from Bangladesh. That's not even the right area. Uh, I don't think you know the difference. I There's a whole country in between the two. Yeah, that's great. You can say that all you want. I've won that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, we also watched this uh, documentary on Hulu called Wrinkles the Clown. Um, and it's not that good. Yeah. Did you watch it? No, but we've discussed it on this very podcast before. Oh, have we? Yeah. You pointed um, it out and then I yelled about it then. About how I hate what? clowns. Did we, did we see a commercial for it during a thing we were watching? You showed me the trailer, and then I yelled about how uh, if there's a clown oh, okay. in my vicinity, I will just kill it. it it's uh, like a cockroach. I'm not afraid of it, but it is disgusting, and I want it dead. It's, so it starts off, the documentary basically is like, they treat Wrinkles the Clown like this weird urban legend, like, and they talk to all the kids, and they're like, what do you think about this? And they're like, he's fucking terrifying. And then the last, like, 20 minutes of it are, are like this guy who is like, uh, yeah, this is just like a performance piece that I did and um, put on the internet, and then people ran with it. None of this is real. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So you don't have to be a scared guy. Again, I I'm, mean, not you a, sh- I'm not a scared. I will just, if there's a clown trying to spook me, I'm just going to stab it in the neck. <laughs> That's how that works. We're gonna, in, inside all of those balloons somewhere in there is going to be one clown. <laughs> then it's going to get stabbed. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to pop it with the blade. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, those are the things that I've uh, I've done. I think. What about you? Uh, I have not been up to a lot, but I did partake in the Pokecasters Network um, charity drive uh, from yesterday. I believe it's still going on today. There's uh, live streaming and such, and um, we did a one shot in the Poke Roll system set in Johto. Uh, there were four, no, five uh, other trainers and one GM, um, and we were able to raise, uh, with just our uh, RPG, we were able to raise $300, and then total from yesterday, we raised $700 for a children's hospital, which is pretty rad. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah. It's about time you started giving back instead of just taking... My whole job is to make medicine for sick people. Yeah, it doesn't count if they're paying you to do it, Sky. It does, too. It does not. It does. It's not. No, it's not. You're Ask just anyone. You're, no. <laughs> your job you, Your job is, is just, it's just your job. You're not. You, now, if you did that, you know, six extra hours a week on on your own dime, then I'd be that. like, all right. Yeah, but you're not currently. <laughs> yeah, they don't let me do overtime. Well. Also, it, if it's overtime, it doesn't count, Sky. That means they're paying you extra to be there. It does too count. Anyway. No, um, it means you're yeah, a I bad person. A lot this week. Uh, aside you're from just taking from all those sick people. And... What? <laughs> you just talk louder. No, I can. we're on two separate tracks. I can just mute you. Damn it. Um, aside from that... Um, 
I do have a bunch of like mini projects going, but I have not gotten around to them. So there's that. Uh, I might be running a D&D game later today, but I have not heard back from some of the crew. So maybe not. We'll see. But yeah, so I think that will probably do it for this week. Um, thank you guys very much for listening. If you watched the live stream, thank you very much for that as well. If, if you donated, thank you even more. Uh, Jake didn't uh, donate 50 bucks to get me a gun. Uh, I, I asked, and they said that, that <laughs> the guy quoted me 40 bucks actually, so I could have gotten a gun. Uh, damn, I, I kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I didn't need it. I did punch one of the NPC villains in the face, though. Oh, no, I didn't. I used a Pokemon to smash him in the face. <laughs> There's a Pokemon that's kind of uh, like a, a Pikachu for a different uh, generation called a Totemagaru, where it's basically just a little ball, and it's uh, steel electric. So I took it by the tail and smashed the bad guy in the head with it as though it was a mace. I What is that thing called? A Totemagaru. I really like how that fake word rolls off your tongue like you've been saying it your entire life <laughs> you didn't hesitate gotta say just, with confidence i don't know that's how it's pronounced i just said it with confidence you did and i liked it you just blasted right through it i appreciated it yeah that's, that's how i do uh but it was it was a good time i really enjoyed it and it was really fun to play with everybody uh that's probably enough dead air and talking about there's <laughs> enough dead air of us looking at pictures of fat little raccoons <laughs> there's a kiss pokemon uh from galar it's like the band yep this is just a mean badger <laughs> i mean that's you could probably say that about basically any pokemon the, the, they're uh mean badgers and fat raccoons yeah yeah some of them are just I mean, ducks like you said I think I think all badgers are inherently mean anyway. <laughs> Galarian Meowth is delightful because he's got the crazy eyes and a stupid beard. Is it different Meowth? Yeah. There's two different Meowths. One's from Alola and it looks very fey. It's purple and it's got just like a sassy look at its face. And the Galarian Meowth looks like a little Viking. Well, here's what you do, Sky. In your free time this afternoon, just send me various pictures of Pokemon and I'll look at them. <laughs> done. Consider it done. All right. These poor people don't have to listen to us look at pictures of Pokemon. For now. Until we run out of things to watch. <laughs> then that becomes the podcast. Sky explains one Pokemon a podcast to Jake. I'd be down. This is a Bulbasaur. It combines Bulb and Dinosaur. I like that one. I know that one. That's why I started with that one. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a plant for an ass. <laughs> More of its back than its ass. Oh, all right. Look, it's important to be accurate as a Pokemon professor. Anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, I will have cut a lot of uh, stupid Pokemon talk out. <laughs> but, but keep the good stuff, like that fat little raccoon. <laughs> Indeed. You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. Uh, you can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And once again, thank you very much for watching the live stream last night, if you were part of it. If not, thank you anyway. Uh, we raised 700 bucks for sick kids, and that's pretty rad. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Stay frosty, everyone. Bye.